New Year, same me. Welcome back to the Pete the Planner experience. I'm your host, Pete the Planner. Uh, for those following the live stream today, we started an hour early and you're thinking, is there a time change at the new year? No, there's not. I just have stuff to do. Sorry, Jeremiah. Uh, joining me as always is the director of education here at Your Money Line, Kristen Alanius, and vice president of advice, Dame Ramsey. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Damian Dunn, who we've taken to calling Dame Ramsey, which is funny to us internally. <laughs> Uh, Kristen, do you like it? Um, yes, but if I were Dame, I wouldn't. Oh, is that fair? Right. <laughs> he'll he'll grow to love it, just like every assigned nickname in this organization. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kristen, good holiday season. I know you were a little under the weather. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. good. One more Christmas tonight, and then finally done. I, I feel like the pressure uh, a Christmas after the after the holidays on a Friday night's got to be amazing, actually. I think it'll be good. Yeah. Nice, Dame. Good holiday for you. I had a little bit of everything. Had some great time with family and friends. Had uh, stressful family times. Uh, you know, just everything that you would expect in the holiday season. Same. <laughs> same. Like really, same. <laughs> you and I both had a sump pump issue this yeah. week. Yeah. We, it was we great. Had, we handled them differently. You personally <laughs> replaced your sump pump. <laughs> I hired it out. Uh, what? Uh, what? Yeah, hey. really. Yeah. Hi, Rick. Hi, Chris. Good to be with you. Uh, and we did start an hour early. Big Rick Swink with the big wristwatch, apparently. Um, all right. This, this week on the show, it's the one that everyone wants. It's who won the 2022 market predictions. And uh, we're making a 2023 market prediction. Kristen, you got to be excited. This is the first time ever. I'm so nervous. By the way, Kristen. What? So my, our dear friends were over for the, uh, New Year's Eve. Oh, no. Dame, you know where this is going. Uh, oh, no. our, our, our dear friends were over on New Year's um, and we're, we're partaking. And, and my friend J.O., she said, I love watching the show because you make Kristen so uncomfortable. You say, <laughs> you say things to her that I, they, they didn't say inappropriate, but they, they said, you make her so uncomfortable. And when I hear that a man makes a woman uncomfortable, my first inclination is to think, Oh, he's a creeper. He's saying uh, sexually uh, explicit things to that person. And I do not do that. And so Mrs. Planner, who doesn't even know we have a show, um, <laughs> She like looked up. She's like, what are you saying to this young woman? Oh. And and so just for clarification, I am not making creepy comments to you on the air. Am I? Oh, no. I no. put you in uncomfortable positions on the show in yeah. making you broadcast these sorts of things. <laughs> and then your face contorts to you know, dismay and those sorts of things. But I am not a creeper. Do you think, do you think J.O. is referring to the big weekend that Kristen has coming up? This weekend? Yeah. It's not it, this weekend. It's next oh, weekend. Oh. Uh, I don't know if she could be, but I was just like laughing. I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I Well, look, here's the thing. I am inappropriate. That is that is, that is 100% true. There's nothing. There, I'm not hiding that. But I am not in terms of like uh, things of the sexual nature. I am not that level of inappropriate. I'm just a weirdo. Well, and to that point, you probably miss out on a little bit of that experience as a podcast listener because there's a lot. My face always tells you how I really feel. So when 
I might be speaking and you might not realize it, but my face is, is really telling the whole story here. <laughs> Fantastic. All right. I got to see Dame yesterday, everybody. I know we got to, I mean, Jeremiah, I, I said we have to go, but I'm just giving everyone a little color. It's been a couple of weeks since we got together. Got to see Dame in Chicago yesterday. Dame and I had a, had a finals presentation in one of the world's largest organizations. That was fun. Dame killed it, as always. We walk out of the meeting. We, he goes back to northern Indiana. I take our crew back to Indianapolis. And people are like, gosh, Dame is so steady. He's so good. <laughs> uh, hello, Brian Pinkins. And you should have seen him. He looked beautiful. He had this wonderful new suit on. He was looking amazing. Yeah, New suits happen when uh, you haven't had to wear one for a couple of years and there's a <laughs> pandemic involved. <laughs> new suits happen has got to be... It's that's a beautiful marketing phrase. Yeah. Um, Chris, no, this is the, this is true, and this is why you got to watch the show. Chris notes this is one of the few podcasts I watch either live or YouTube just to see her facial expressions <laughs> and also the laughter. Thank you. Oh man, that's so. I appreciate that. So true. You know the thing about taking Dame to an office building that you always have to account for is that he's gonna have a Bowie knife or some like crazy pocket knife that he's going to get stopped at security. And oddly what yesterday, thank God he oh. didn't have whatever nine inch blade he usually keeps on himself. I, I, I there's never anything that large on me. <laughs> Dame does not carry a nine inch. How big is that knife that you carry? Like I needed something open to the other it day and you're like pocket knife, but it, like... he must have a giant pocket. It was a huge <laughs> blade. It was like a three and a half inch blade. I'm pretty sure it was just a standard pocket knife. Yeah. I don't know. You look like Crocodile Dame D. Um, <laughs> was that one of them? Yes. Because that's, that's amazing. Uh, Jameson, hello. Uh, Mr. Krav Maga, Dame himself. Oh, Dame is an interesting fella. Um, all right. Let's, <laughs> it's time to face the music uh, on last year's predictions. I really. I'm going to, it isn't going to be good. Okay. Um, oh, Brian Pinkins, if you're still watching, I'm going to be downtown today in like two hours. If you're downtown, can you hit me up? Hit me on like DM on Instagram. I think you have my text number. I can bring you the shirt I owe you. So hit me up. I'll be downtown today. Brian Pinkins, your Moneyline shirt. Yeah, but did you just say that you have my text number? Oh, Lord. Look, uh, <laughs> We were doing something in the car yesterday, uh, and our coworker Molly was like, God, you're old. <laughs> I know. I was like, it was something. I don't know what it was, but uh, you know, I am. I'm 45 years old. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I am over the hill. I'm old. I'm just immature. Anyway, all right, let's do a show. <clears throat> Everyone got their timers? All right. Uh, we were wondering in the car, Dame, on the way back yesterday, if you ever got in that college like hacky sack phase and listened to the da the Dame Matthews band. Oh, my <laughs> that was not as strong, but uh... no, that was our favorite one in the car because we were flowing. No. Molly was really? crying. Well, because in, and then we were like, oh, he's like Dame Navarro. He's like the guitarist. For... <laughs> and then like we just it was nuts. You were the founder of Wendy's, Dame Thomas. Oh, so <laughs> they're was... just all riffs on. OK, I, I, I see how yeah. this occurred now. Uh, yeah, Jameson notes his kids uh, know that his kids uh, love to ask him about the 1900s. That's awesome. That is funny. Um, okay, let's, let's what are we doing here? Oh, yeah, really. Um, 
one last thing. So we're in this finals meeting yesterday. And and I say this about Dame all the time. Dame has gotten so good at broadcasting because one of the things about broadcasting is or, uh, th that makes broadcasting terrible is when, when some person gives a point of view and the other person goes, oh, you hit the nail on the head. Or they're like, oh, absolutely. And so Dame doesn't do that. He will further the point by just starting it. This is a broadcast lesson for everyone listening. This is why most podcasts suck, by the way, because people don't do this. Uh, so, so if I say, "Oh, the the stock market probably will end up up this year," and then D D Dame, if it was bad podcast, Dame would go, "Absolutely." But it, because Dame is good at what he does, Dame will say something like, "In fact, what will happen is he." So he furthers the point without actually agreeing, and that's what's amazing. Absolutely. And he did that in. Thing, <laughs> But that's why he's so good at like in a, in a presenting at a meeting because yeah, there needs to be agreement, but you don't have to go, oh, he, oh, you knocked it out of the park there, uh, Peter, you know? I don't know. Could uh, you have picked a word other than the word that I always use? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Everyone says absolutely. Kristen, Chris, I've, I've, have I not shown you the video of like one of my first television interviews ever? This is a 2005. I was very hairy. That sounds gross, but I actually had hair is what I meant. I said absolutely six times in 94 seconds. Absolutely. Every time they ask me a question, because it's always a leading question. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then you watch it back and you just like, you swear to never say the word again. You'll stop. All right. So this week's show, we're doing an absolutely, absolutely counter. I'm going to count out <laughs> Kristen's absolutely. This is how you shake a person from their verbal tick. Um, I'll just replace it with a new one though, because I've replaced that with excellent. I use that one probably more now. Um, all right. Well, we all have a verbal tick. And so let's, let's at the end of the show, like figure out what each other's verbal tickets. Uh, okay. Also on the way home last night, cause we were slap happy. It was like 10 o'clock, uh, which is three right. hours past my bedtime. Um, we decided that to tease someone, you're verbally tickling them. Do you like that? It should be verbal tickle. Verbally tickle. No. <laughs> Kristen. Was was this Molly's first road trip with you? Yes. Okay. And it was, yes, it was. Yeah. That's a great question, Dave. That right there is what J.O. meant. Right there. Pro pro probably the thing was like Chad and, and Loves and I have been on a million road trips, but Molly's just sitting there like, what the heck is going on? But there was laughter. The mascara was running. It was good. It was good. Um, and when we didn't die in a car crash. All right. So let's get going. Uh, in three, two, one. This year on the Pete the Planner Show, we answer your money questions. Here's how the show works. You email us askpete at petetheplanner.com. That's askpete at petetheplanner.com. And it is possible someone still monitors that email address. Joining us uh, this year, uh, new to the show this year, is Kristen Alanius. I mean, she's been here for a while. Kristen Alanius, uh, Director of Education here at Your Money Line. Uh, Happy New Year, Kristen. Thank you. And I mean, technically, you're not wrong, right? This is the first time I've been on this show. Absolutely. And also, Damien Dunn, Vice President of Advice, a little guy we like to call Dame Ramsey around here. Yeah, Dame, how, how are you? Happy New Year. Uh, Happy New Year. I am doing fantastic, ready to get the record straight with some of our picks from last year all right so uh it's first show of the year so that means a couple things number one it means we are doing the year in review of our stock picks of 2022 
Dame, at the beginning of every single segment, from a compliance standpoint, we need to point out that do not take action, do not do anything that we say during today's show. Uh, we are going to show you why we're bad at picking, and then we're going to pick some more. So one year from now, we can prove once again why we're bad at picking. Would, would, would you say that's fair, Dave? Uh, it's going to become plainly obvious that uh, you shouldn't take our advice, and if you do, you've, you've probably got bigger problems. Kristen, would you agree that people should not take our advice? I think that that's kind of maybe a little harsh, but <laughs> if once I watched last year's episode back yesterday oh. and I now have to agree with you. Sorry. What do you have to agree with me about what? That you shouldn't take yeah. your guys' <laughs> advice. <laughs> um, I, who was the cockiest last year on the prediction show? <clears throat> Uh, probably you. Yeah, well, that's how that yeah. works. Okay, so uh, Dame, without further ado, Freddie Adu, former mm-hmm. men's soccer boy. I know this is a financial show, but at some point, actually, I don't want to talk about soccer right now. Uh, Dame, <laughs> let's start with what category? Biggest winner of the year. So what you and I both got to pick an equity position that we thought would perform the best this year. Take us down memory lane. Pete, if, if you will remember, uh, you chose Cushman Wakefield. They are a commercial oh. real estate uh, company. Oh, oh, oh and no. you, were, you were convinced that after the pandemic, they were poised to break out and you know space would be gobbled up and leasing rates would go up. And well, I was just early. I was just early. Oh, so you're going to hold that one? No, you're gonna no I'm not holding. Oh, I was okay. just uh, okay. very early. Okay. Very early. All right. Uh, it, the It opened the year uh, of 2022 at $22.35. Let's go. Closed <laughs> at $12.46. Oh, that's, that that's is a, good. this is a winner. Everybody remember, this is for the biggest winner. Uh, it's a return of negative 44 and a quarter percent. Ooh. Well, I, if I may, if I may. I, just a slight miss on that one. Okay. Just okay, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Fancy Pants, uh, Jim Damer. Uh, what <laughs> that was good. That was good. I just made that one up on the fly. What's your pick? <laughs> well, I cheated because it yes. only matters about money at this point. I picked uh, Berkshire Hathaway. Uh, which is essentially a mutual fund a mutual in fund. equity fo- in equity form. <laughs> However, they've got a couple, just a couple really good people that run it and, and kind of know what they're doing in, in uh, all sorts of market conditions. Uh, it closed the year with a uh, 2.8% return up. 2.8% return up. Kristen, have you ever been in a situation in which you've, you've won mm-hmm. something, but in order to win, you cheated? I personally um, have my ethical levels are just higher than that, so I wouldn't I wouldn't have done something like that. Okay, I was just checking. I just checking. All right, Dame, congratulations. Um, way to <laughs> cheat the system. I, I only beat you by forty six or seven percent. Speaking of biggest loser, we also picked the biggest losing stocks of the year. Please let us know who won by being the worst like this is sort of like how yeah. do you even talk about who won the loss who what happened yeah i mean uh, technically you're going to be really happy that you lost a lot 
on this one. Uh, you chose Amazon. I, I, I don't know how you saw that one coming, but you chose Amazon. Uh, they were down 50.7% last year. That would explain why my end of the year financial meeting that I had did not go well. Uh, yeah. Anyway, but go ahead. 50.7%. That's bad. Yeah, that's not good. I mean, it's good, it's good in this me. case, but me. not. Yeah, it's confusing. Yeah. I, on the other hand, chose something that was going to be a for sure loser. No question about it. Until some guy named Alon, Elon, whatever you, however you want to pronounce it, stepped in and ruined my parade. I picked Twitter. After his buyout, it finished the year up 24.6%. <laughs> but you know what? The good news, he lost $200 billion. <laughs> well, so well, true. I don't have his name on my spreadsheet. So, Okay. And then we both made S&P market predictions. <laughs> and um, that, if, uh, if, if you will remember. Yeah, so it's one to one but right now. You got to yeah, congratulate yeah, me, please. Yeah. If you will remember, both of us, after we made our predictions – confessed to each other that we were too scared to give the real predictions that we wanted to, which were negative. So we both chickened out and took the uh, publicly pleasing route of saying everything's going to be okay. You chose up 7%. I chose up 4%. It was down 19.7%. Slight miss. Slight miss. It happens to everyone. So I technically won that by being less wrong. Kristen, I mean, in the next segment, we're going to begin to make our picks. What what sort of, how do you feel right now? I feel like the bar, as long as I don't trip, right? Like the, the bar's kind of low, yeah. It is kind of low. Uh, Dame, which of the, Dame, which of the, the predictions we're about to make uh, in the next segment, which is the, the the stock of the year, the worst stock of the year, and then the S&P, which one makes you the most nervous to guess? Loser. I have a hard time picking losers because I see things through rose-colored glasses most <laughs> times. Uh, Kristen, which one gives you the most trepidation? I think probably loser. I, I think I would have to agree with Dame. All right, I'm going to the winner will be the one that will give me the most agitation. You know, I think the bigger point is this. Uh, over the last couple of weeks, if you opened any financial news source, there's a, a talking head giving you their stock picks of the year. And, and, and unless they're going over the top telling you, do not follow my advice, they really believe that those are the pick. I mean, they, they believe you should probably take action. Dave, do you feel that way or am I being uh, a little hyperbolic here? No, I, I think that's the general consensus when you, when you see that. I mean, if, you, uh, if you're reading that, that's what you're, you're really hoping, that they, they're actually you know, all in on, on these things. But uh, you know, one of the problems I run into when I'm, I'm looking at uh, you know, lists like that or trying to generate my own is you know, how far into the weeds do you go with names that are unfamiliar to the general public to try and find winners and losers. And I, I think that's, um, I think it was one of the most confusing parts about investing for the general public. I'd also have to note, Kristen, like while we are not investing experts, <laughs> we understand investing. We understand finance. We understand the economy. We understand the markets and we're having fun here. We're making predictions that we don't want anyone to follow. 
And Dame and I were so wildly wrong. If nothing else, it should illustrate how nearly impossible it is to do this well. It is nearly impossible because you cannot predict the unpredictable. Well said. Okay, coming up after the break, the tape we're going to play back. And by tape, I mean video because this isn't 1984. For years to come, the 2023 investment predictions right here on the Pete the Planner Show. I'm Pete the Planner. At some point, I I didn't want to hold the syllable too much longer, but I, I was trying to time up the post, but, you know, whatever. It was close enough for your first show back in a couple of weeks. You know what's uh, Good morning, Jason. Good morning, David. Uh, good morning, other people that have joined us since then. Oh, Jeremiah is here. Jeremiah, just so you know, we won't be on much longer. Uh, <laughs> Dame and I were in Chicago yesterday, which I mentioned. Um, to be in one of the great food cities in the world and to not partake in a single ounce of food because you don't have time and it just like it's not conducive to it is depressing. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Uh, anybody doing dry January on here? Oh yeah. All three of us cry January. Fantastic. Um, Kristen, will you make it? Oh yeah. Dame, will you make it? Yep. So I'm, I'm, what I'm saying is, oh, Sarah. Uh, hi, Sarah. Good to see you. Congrats on the promotion, by the way. I saw that on LinkedIn. That's awesome for you. Um, for all of us, actually. Um, I, I will probably not make it. But right now I'm good. But see, Mrs. Planner and I usually sort of peter out, so to speak, uh, the, around the 21st, you know, at three weeks in, and we, we get this conversation going. We're having a nice meal. And I'm like, well, what does it actually really even matter? <laughs> uh, like, who, who are we, have we not proven that we don't have a problem? <laughs> this is all me, right? And you can hear it. And it's like, my, my liver feels healed. Like my enzyme levels are probably good. <laughs> oh man! Okay. Seasonal mood disorder is not a thing for me. I mean, okay. Are you guys Crack ready up. for the predictions? How are we going to do this? Uh, I mean, just do winners, losers. I just go down the the list again. I feel yeah, like, yeah. Category. Okay, let's start with winner. Again, we've got eight, eight 19, 20 minutes to to do all of these, if you will. Mm-hmm. So, uh, feel free to weave a tail, weave a tail. <laughs> um, okay, here we go. I was shaving my head the other night, no, as I weren't. tend to do on Sunday nights. No, not not shaving. Uh, what do you say? You you I, shave it with a straight razor. No, I use uh, just clippers. Clippers. I just go down. Anyway. Uh, and Ted walks in and he goes, why are you rebalding yourself? <laughs> rebalding. I was like, you just look at him, look at him and say, someday you'll know. Yeah. I was like, oh, you just wait, pal. That beautiful head of hair is gone. Like Cushman Wakefield. And three, two, one. Back on the Pete, the planner show. It's the segment that you've stayed up all week for. It's the 2020. Hold on. The, the 20. 20 no. The, the 2023 investment prediction spectacular. I, I, Kristen Elanius, the director of education here at your money line. Damian Dunn, vice president of advice here at your money line. And me, who's just a general ne'er do well, are going to make our 2023 stock predictions. And Dame, can you please give the largest blanket disclaimer that you could possibly give. 
Hold on. <clears throat> this is not investment advice. We are, if you listen to the last segment, it's very obvious why you shouldn't follow what we're about to say. Uh, and if you do, uh, please discuss it prior to making any transactions with a investment professional. Kristen, do you remember during the pandemic, Sanjay Gupta on CNN like spent segments showing people how to wash their hands properly, and then you're supposed to go and then wash your hands <laughs> properly. And I remember, again, I've talked about this on the air. I got, I was getting into nooks and crannies on my hands I didn't even know existed. Wash them from the back, which feels really awkward and a little intimate. And so I would, I'd really wash my hands. And then so, but what we're saying here is we're gonna, we're gonna give you some investment stuff that we think is gonna happen this year. Don't do any of it. None of it. Don't do any of it. it. We're terrible at this. This is entertainment. This is the WWE of investment picking. I like that. The comparison is really good there. Okay. Here we go. Stock pick of the year. We're going to pick our 2023 stock pick of the year. Which stock? Now we've got to look. I mean, today is the 6th of January. So we've got a, we've got, you know, a few days under our belt here. <laughs> mm-hmm. Kristen, we're starting with you. You are the youngest by far, and you are the newest to the show. And so we're going to let you pick your 2023 stock for the year. What is it, and why did you choose it? I feel like this is maybe a little cheap, but I'm, I have to pick Tesla. I think that <laughs> Tesla got beat up a lot this year. Uh, they're one of the biggest losers in the S&P 500 uh, in 2022. I think number like five one of the biggest losers down 65 percent but i still think that there's there's something there i think they're undervalued dame are you taking notes here i assume yeah i've, I've got a spreadsheet open and ready to enter our picks into tesla and uh, do, do you want to say what you think i, I don't think we have to say what we think is no, going to be no, up no. and all the way we just have to beat each other's right. up picks that's the that's the reality mm-hmm. all right dame uh although you're much older than me by <laughs> months <laughs> days weeks um yeah. what is your 2023 stock pick of the year i went a similar direction with picking a company that got absolutely slaughtered this year that i've uh frankly have my own money in for a long time and I, I think is poised for a rebound they've got a bajillion dollars of cash on hand and they are just waiting to uh right the ship that's apple tim apple is going to lead us into <laughs> The promised land once again. Oh, old Tim Apple. All right. So are you ready for mine? Oh no. This could this could go wrong. <laughs> like, okay, so <laughs> I started thinking through this and I was like, you know what? I, I'm gonna go a direction that I think could happen. The timing could be off. I could be in trouble again, just, just like early. with Cushman Wakefield, yeah. just early. I'm oh. going with Bank of America. Okay. Mm-hmm. I just get this feeling when the, but do not act on this, anybody. Please, <laughs> please, I'm asking you for this one specifically. Do not act on this. I think if we if we're able to wrap up this recession by the end of the second, early third quarter, I think Bank of America stock is going to go bananas. Bananas. And so I say uh, with trepidation, and great self-doubt bank of america all right so now i want to take a moment you each have to pick the one stock pick you just heard including your own 
in your own that you have the most doubt in the most okay? doubt. the most doubt in Ooh, do i have to go first yes ma'am. Sure. i i think that i agree pete with what you were saying about that was a so when i chose my pick i thought about going sector specific first and then choosing who i thought was the strongest contender within and i probably would have gone there first but i don't think that there's going to be enough time for it to be the biggest winner okay I, I want to know as we pick our next pick, we're going to reverse order. So I'm going to go first on the biggest loser. Uh, Dame, uh, what of the picks for the biggest, biggest winner do you think that you have the most skepticism around? I think it's probably your pick as well. But can I can I add a little bit of information here just uh, for for the people's knowledge? Uh, yes. If we if we take a look at the current price versus what they opened at at the year, you're the only one that's in positive territory. Yeah, you're that. you're up two and a half percent. I'm down four, and Kristen's down almost seven. Has it ever occurred to you? I'm just gonna be honest. This is sort of an old trope, but Kristen, you may not have heard this. Is it possible I have no hair because my brain is so big it's pushing out the follicles? Is that possible that I have so much wisdom that I have so little follicle? I uh, know. Or okay. you fell on your head and it's just swollen. Uh, so Dame, you say you both are. You guys are some doubting Thomases, is what I'm hearing. Yes, I have my concerns. I, yeah, so you didn't give your uh, your. Answer oh yeah. Oh, I did, and it actually dovetails very nicely into what I believe to be the biggest loser for twenty twenty three. And that is Tesla. No, <laughs> Tesla will be the biggest loser of all the stock picks that we have here in twenty twenty three. Why? Because I know things. I mean, I have no inside knowledge. And by the way, please don't act on any of this. No one sells short Tesla. Plus, there'd have to be an uptick for it to happen. It's just getting killed. Um, Dame, what is Tesla down so far year to day? Just, just, what? just if you just tickle my fancy, if well, you would the, just verbally tickle me a little bit. The, the price percent. Oh, no, year to day. No, year oh, to day. This year. Oh. Yeah. Uh, the price just refreshed in my spreadsheet, and now it's down twelve and a half percent. Okay. Uncle Peter's doing okay. <laughs> daddy likey all right so i think the worst pick of, of the three that we're going to pick is going to be tesla um i think so many other ev manufacturers are are making strides i think there's going to be a soft car market in 2023 i think there's going to be supply issues for tesla i think their ceo <laughs> Watch is careful <laughs> a risk that's a nice way to sure. say things yeah. that i don't want to say um so that is that is my pick christian what i mean what how do you feel knowing that you and i are on complete opposite sides of best worst with the exact same position i don't i'm not all that worried about it because i think that the true concern for tesla comes in when a universal battery is like more of a conversation. I don't think we're there yet. I think Tesla still gets to be the leader for a little while. Uh, I want to say this, Dame. I think I'm right, but I have so much more faith in Kristen than I do myself. Right. <laughs> so this is the this is the tough part about this. Like, if I had to bet on someone, I'm over me and Chris. I'm betting on Kristen, but I think I'm going to be right here. Could be. You you very well could be. I think it's a I think it's a big swing. I think Kristen could end up looking good, but it could absolutely <laughs> keep going down in flames. 
All right. So here, here, if you just joined us, we're doing our 2023 uh, stock market predictions. Kristen Alanius, Damien Dunn, and, and myself, uh, Pedro de Pesos. And uh, we, were, we were picking the best stock of the year, the worst stock of the year, and where we think the S&P 500 ends. Okay. So that's where we are so far. So just a quick recap. Uh, Kristen chose Tesla for stock of the year. Dame chose, what did you choose? Tim Apple. Uh, Apple and I chose Bank of America. I have now started the next proceedings by saying I believe Tesla is the worst stock of the year. What will the other two choose? You're going to have to find out next. Right here on the Pete the Planner Show, I'm Pete the Planner. How about that for like a 50 minute, 50 second tease? I thought you were winding it up kind of early, but nice job. I don't know. I shorted the segment by seven seconds that's our, just an extra melon camp for the people our ep at the, the stations <laughs> exactly <laughs> <laughs> you beat me to it i was setting it up and you slipped it out before i could get there it's good. so true all our bumper music's uh uh i was born in oh, it hurts my throat <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Lord. Um, I cannot wait to hear your worst pick. Dame's going to give Cushman Wakefield. I can feel it. <laughs> <laughs> I can feel it in my bones. All right, let's get rolling. Uh, Jeremiah's got stuff to do. All right, in three, two. Oh, wait. Nope, that's enough. In three, two, one. Back on the Pete the Planner show, it's the stock pick extravaganza. This is the time of year when we pick our best stock of 2023, the worst stock of 2023, and our Standard & Poor's 500 prediction for the year. The experts, and I did use air quotes there, <laughs> at least mentally I did, Kristen Alanius and Damian Dunn and myself, I have chosen my worst pick of the year being, or my worst pick of the year, that, <laughs> that was Freudian. <laughs> I believe that the stocks that were performed the worst this year will be Tesla. It happens to be the stock that Kristen said would be the best. You know, Kristen, uh, you, you get to go last this time. It is now Dame's turn to tell us what he believes to be the worst stock of 2023. Do not take any of this advice. Dame, give us a disclaimer before we get started again. Here. Uh, this is not a professional investment advice. This is entertainment purposes only. Please check with a professional investment advisor before you invest your hard-earned dollars. <laughs> We're not even licensed. Right? <laughs> We're not even licensed. <laughs> not one lesson. Never had one lesson. Okay, Dame, your worst. Stop well, here. Uh, in, in the first segment, uh, I had some some fingers wagged at me for one of my choices of, of last year's stocks. Mm -hmm. And uh, still nobody said it was against the rules. So I'm oh, going to kind no. of cheat again. Oh, come on. All right. I was going to pick Bed Bath & Beyond because they're oh. about to file bankruptcy <laughs> yeah. and they're already down 48% this year, which I think is a genius move on my part because it almost guarantees a win. But I don't know. Would that be, would that be cheating? That's cheating. They just announced <laughs> yesterday they're going to file bankruptcy. Oh, I, okay. Okay. <laughs> I mean, if it stands, it stands. But uh, anyway, I, I think uh, one of the companies that I am cautious of is xerox uh it's which is weird because if you think about all of the things in your life that a brand name becomes synonymous with the actual uh thing that they do 
you think it would have a hard time. Like, can you ever imagine Kleenex having a hard year? Because regardless of whose tissues you use, it's a Kleenex. Mm-hmm. Whenever you go to make a copy, it's not uncommon. At least when when Pete and I were your age, Kristen, there it people is. would say, you know, <laughs> I'm going to go Xerox this. And it didn't matter if it was a Canon or a Limp or whatever it was. It was, I'm going to go Xerox this. Xerox has had a ton of troubles over the last couple of decades. They've missed estimates left and right. Uh, they're still struggling big time. And I think they are poised to continue the downward spiral. Wow. I mean, I have nothing to say, really. I mean, it's a, it seems like a well-researched idea. I feel like the changing <laughs> workplace supports that. Yeah. Um, if people aren't in the office to make copies... Then I'm gonna buy printers. Yeah, I mean, does does Xerox even make uh, home printers? I think they might have at one point in time, or they were looking at getting into it. But I don't think they do. I think it's all, you know, HP and whatever. I don't even. Did Xerox have anything other than paper? <laughs> what did paper? Paper? No, they didn't make paper. No, they're. What the... in the heck is? What is wrong with you? I don't you? know what. Did they have stores? Oh my god! No. Okay. <laughs> I'm um, so old right now. <laughs> I don't know. You remember the... she's never even seen the show. Eight is enough. Like something. Do <laughs> <laughs> if, if, if you, you remember walking into the school office and seeing this large machine that people would put paper on top of glass and close a lid over? That was the a name brand. Oh my god! Yeah. Yeah. That, that was. Xerox was the company. Awkward. Well, I mean, okay, so this is starting to feel good for you, Dame, because uh, Show Millennial, <laughs> uh, Kristen Elanius, has no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. I didn't didn't know they I make gonna... fax machines too? They might have. I mean, it, it seems like it would have been a natural little offshoot, but I mean, you know, we know how much revenue they're generating from fax machine mm-hmm. sales right now. Wow. Okay, so this is feeling like a good pick all of a sudden. <laughs> oh man all right Kristen, <laughs> what is your biggest loser of the year my biggest loser of the year i went sector first and then chose who i thought was the loser within and i chose right aid right aid the pharmacy right aid mm-hmm. their earnings per share is not great it's negative they've missed earnings i think I don't know if it was three of the last four or if it same, was two same. of the last four. <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> um, and so I don't feel good about the industry that they're in. Like there's a uh, niche, which is like the pharmacy experience just because of like Amazon and Mark Cuban. And so- Cost plus prescriptions. Yeah. So I chose, the others are doing- okay still just looking at just some different numbers like Walgreens, cvs they look a little bit better so i chose rite aid specifically wow i feel like your guys is mine is out of spite my pick of tesla <laughs> and and you you guys put thought into it which is consistent with how right. the show works would you uh would you like a quick update on where everybody's yes. pick currently stand uh yes. pete picked tesla down 12 and a half percent leading the pack i picked a xerox they're up seven and a half percent. And Kristen Pick Rite Aid, they're up a uh, uh, 148 basis points, a percent and four eight. Um, so look, it, it's it's early, <laughs> it's early, uh, but it's looking good. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, uh, whose pick do you have the least confidence in here? Before we move on to our S and P picks for the year, so I'm going to go first. I have the least confidence. In my pick, <laughs> okay, the least confidence 
Uh, Kristen agrees. Dame. Yeah. Uh, yeah, probably. Oh my gosh. So, so you guys have no confidence in this. Not really so much. <laughs> All right. Good. S and P 500 pick of the year. This one seems like we have to write it down so and, then show it, it, yeah. and then show it because otherwise it just wouldn't seem oh. fair. Do you have Kristen, do you have Kristen? a pen or pencil in your home? Okay. I didn't it's know if, if the youngs keep writing utensils. Not usually, but that one time I didn't have a pen on the show, so I do now. She's going to go up to the mimeograph machine after we're finished yeah. here. Okay, so everyone uh, just take a breath. <laughs> take a breath. Write your number. Kristen, do you have good handwriting? No, I have terrible handwriting. So Okay, so okay, people love on the show when I talk gender. Um, <laughs> I generally think women have better handwriting than men, but I, knowing you, Kristen, I, I would have guessed that you have bad handwriting. I have terrible handwriting. Yeah. Okay, so I wonder if that'll lose a listener there with the women have better handwriting take. I can't uh, be bothered to care about my handwriting, really. Sure it is. Truth will set you free. Okay. Are you all... Per- Are you putting yeah. decimal points on there, Kristen? No, I was just darkening it to make sure you could read it when I hold it up. All right. You're not going to be able to re- read it, but... Um, it's going to be backwards. No, it will not. No? No. I don't oh. think people are able to see this. Okay. Uh, I'll hold them up right now. Everyone hold them up. You can definitely cannot see mine, can you? Um, Dame says up... Thir- or no, wait. Kristen says up 13. Dame, go a little closer. Turn the angle. Dame says up two. Two. And mine says up 19. Okay. So um, I'm up a 19. Kristen's up 13, which makes me feel good about my 19. And Dame is apparently freeze drying food (laughs) and storing it underground. He's at 2%. Dane, what has you so bearish about the market in 2023? I think we're going to continue to go sideways. The Fed's not going to stop raising interest rates until they get unemployment that they see, that they want to see. I think it's the one thing that they are tracking, and I think it's going to have a a ripple effect, and it's just going to push the entire thing sideways. There's going to be some winners, but it's going to continue to impact a, a bunch of companies, a bunch of sectors uh, in a pretty negative way. And uh, just, I would expect something pretty low. Kristen, I'm guessing you looked at past performance of what happens after a terrible year and said, you know what? Two big down years in a row, even though two is not up two is not down big. You said uh, it's going to be up 13, right? Yeah, I think it'll be late. I think that for a long time, it's going to look like Dame's going to be the winner here. And then I think like quarter three, quarter four, I think that the, I think they're all rally. All right. Um, and I, uh, same logic as Kristen. Uh, I potentially made a prediction on a news podcast about three weeks ago that it was going to be up 34%. <laughs> Did not. But I'm in dry January now and I have a different outlook on life. <laughs> okay, coming up after the break, biggest waste of money of the week right here on the Pete the Planner show. <laughs> <laughs> Dame, you did get the news done, yeah? Yeah, I've got, I've got some stuff. Okay. Uh, we got, uh, we got, a, we got crackalack. I gotta go. All right, very busy. Gotta get Brian Pinkins' shirt. Burr, burr. 
So are we on the air? I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, you, I'm just waiting on you, man. You said we had to go. I'm just waiting. Yeah. I just had a moment where I was like, I'm just being myself. And I was like, oh, wait a second. <laughs> there are people listening. And watching. Uh, I, that was real, by the way. If you want to know, <laughs> I what, know. I'm, what I'm doing when I'm not on the air, it's like, <laughs> it's that. <laughs> Holy moly. Oh, boy. Um. Dame at the finals yesterday, I gave a stat and and someone's never mind. Let's not talk about this on the air. Off the air, we're gonna talk about it. Okay. Um. All right, here we go. In three. Oh boy. In three, two, one. This week's biggest waste of money of the week, right here on the Pete the Planner show, is the Harry's Bar. Ashtray opened in 1931. Harry's Bar in Venice is among the most revered watering holes in the world. A frequent haunt of Ernest Hemingway, it's famous for its signature Bellini, created by founder Giuseppe Cipriani and Hemingway's preferred dry martini. Its unique ashtrays are also notable, adorned with Harry's Bar on one side and Venezia uh, on the others. Uh, it has an embellishment of the Cipriani logo, a stylized bartender serving drinks in the bowl, dual resting points on opposite ends, and a sturdy glazed ceramic build. Uh, so, it's, it note is as an authentic vintage item, these ashtrays may exhibit signs of wear and tear earned from their years of uh, use. Okay, so Dane, we're looking at this. It looks like a, a piece of like clay red clay and and this is from harry's bar and you can buy these what do you what, what do you think they cost they have a couple different colors they come in orange and cream and pink apparently so that's a bartender serving drinks in that thing it, it's stylized yes damn it's stylized it actually up close it does look like a bartender like shaking something and there's three bar stools it, it, okay. it, trust me um, Chris, oh, Kristen, the queen of horrible guesses. Don't make first. Me first. No, that's the fun of the show because oh, you're like you are the one of the most talented people I've ever met at most things you do, <laughs> and not e this, except this. I'm so I, bad at this. I love your failure, and it brings me joy. <laughs> and my hairline is like, see, other people suck at things too. Aww. So, Kristen, what do you think a Harry's Bar ashtray costs? I guess I. I'm thinking it's either going to be crazy or it's not going to be as much as I think. I'm trying to understand how rare these actually are. So are they, this is, I hate this. Is it a thousand dollars? Okay. Dame, uh, the queen of the worst guesses in the world Dang. guessed $1,000 <laughs> and, and Dame, what is your guess? Which is usually better. Uh, 150 bucks. The correct answer is $695. I went over though. New year, new Kristen. Dame, what's in the news this week? <laughs> the Japanese government will give families up to a million yen. If you break out your calculator, kids, that's 7,670 American dollars per child if they opt to move out of Tokyo, according to multiple media reports. The government was already offering 300,000 yen per child for families relocating to other parts of the country. 
People living in 23 regions across Tokyo and local commuter hotspots will be eligible for the relocation money, according to a press release from the Koyodo News Agency. The financial support is expected to be in place during fiscal 2023. This is amazing. I can ship both my kids out to the countryside and get 15000 bucks, and have some <laughs> quiet with my wife. It's unbelievable. Why would you not do that? I don't know. It's, it seems like this is a win-win situation. Kristen, if you lived... <laughs> I do uh, of everyone on the show, who is the least <laughs> likely to live in downtown Tokyo? Who is the least likely of everyone on the show to live in downtown Tokyo? Damien. Yeah. Yeah, because at least you have the young and fun angle, but when you're when even not that fun, right? But you are young. Yeah. Uh, who is the most likely to live in downtown Tokyo? I think that surprisingly, it's me. Like, I've lived in cities and enjoyed it. I don't think I could live for a long time that way, but I think me. I think it's me. I, I, love, I, think, I think it's Pete. I love food. Well, same. <laughs> you love sushi? Oh, that's fair. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's fair. I'm going to move to downtown Tokyo. And by the way, I do not like raw fish. Like, that's not... <laughs> Um, all right, so so Dame, um, you think this works? People are going to leave the the draw of downtown Tokyo to take their kids for fifteen grand out in the countryside. Probably it'll work for some people, but I mean, if if how much money would the government have to offer you to move to? Oh, that's a good question. Someplace outside of Kokomo. No, no, no. How much to live <laughs> to live where Dame lives? How much does oh, they yeah. have to pay you? That's a good question. Yeah. I feel like, well, I don't like it posed that way because whatever my answer is will seem insulting. <laughs> Dame lives there for free. Yeah, I choose um, um, Okay, a it's town just not, like it, mine. It's yeah. just not my preference. I'll just, I'll just stop it there. Yeah. What else is in the news? Dodged a bullet there. A new law in Canada has taken effect banning foreign buyers from hoovering up homes in the country for the next two years. Politicians who supported the law are hoping the pause on non-residents purchasing condos will help cool a housing market that at one point last year hit an average home price of $800,000 Canadian. The Canadian Real Estate Association isn't pleased and it claims the measure could force other countries to retaliate and bar uh, Canadians from buying second homes outside of the country. Pete, is this something that the U.S. should consider to cool down the housing market. As Kristen shakes her head in judgment, no, I say yes. But I don't like regul. I don't like that level of regulation. But I would say, I do think like how homes are purchased today are are, are wildly out of control, wildly out of control. Kristen, so you disagree? I disagree with that because I don't think that it's for maybe for here. I'm not sure that it's a nation wide regulation but i do think that there are some areas that could benefit from like pulling a yellowstone on you neither one of you probably watch that what man pick it, another pick another podcast to be on Kristen. we are two older men <laughs> now i am a little surprised dame dame lives yellowstone i'm a little surprised he doesn't watch it he carries around a, a giant saber <laughs> yeah you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah i don't i I don't know. I, I'm conflicted on this. I I don't like the the recent trend of 
entire housing additions being built and purchased by someone and then renting them all out. Uh, they just, they're rentals. They're, they're building a subdivision of rentals. I, I don't know if that's great, uh, but I don't know about barring people from, from buying real estate either. Uh, Dame, do you have another news story? Yeah. In fact, I do. In a Bank of America survey, over 2,000 customers were asked about their 2022 versus 2023 financial resolutions. Most largely had the same money goals apart from one major difference. Only 22% said saving for retirement was a goal for the new year versus double that proportion of respondents in 2022. Wow. So... I okay, trying to pick this apart. Are people just saying I just want to survive the recession yes. that's coming in 23, right? Yeah. Yeah, so they've resigned saving for retirement by just trying to get by this year. I good, right? Right? I mean, I I think that shows people are thinking Huh, that's interesting because you would hope that consumerism would pull back a hair. I don't know. Kristen, how do you interpret that? I find reports like this to be interesting because credit card debt and debt overall are higher than they've ever been. Like we're very close to collectively having the most debt we've ever had. So I don't mind that maybe shift in mindset of, hey, I need to get my short term under control. But it doesn't seem like the data supports that that's what people are doing, if that makes sense. Tim, I... I'm not real excited about this. I'd love to think that uh, retirement savings is just a static thing that happens. I know in the real world, that's not what it is. But uh, anytime somebody feels like they can't save for retirement is, or it's not even a goal of theirs, I, I think is a big problem. And look, I know these decisions cannot be made in a vacuum, but here, here's the weird part about all of this. If the market really is getting hammered right now, like it has and kind of is right now, isn't this the best time to pump money into your long-term investments? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So it's like whatever the masses are saying to do, it's like, or that they are going to do the opposite is almost always true. I mean, so there you go. That rhymed by the way. And I feel good about that. So this is the first show of 2023. We made our predictions. Join us one year from today. I don't know if that's true, but we are going to reveal who was right and who was wrong. I'm sending you good vibes because good vibes are all that's in the budget. I'm Pete the Planner. This is the Pete the Planner show. All right, guys. That was lovely. All right. I have to go to drive downtown and take Brian Pinkins' shirt. <laughs> so um, there you go. Uh, Kristen, excellent job guessing on Big Bomb this week. I mean, Thank that was you. really your finest performance. Mm -hmm. New Year, new me. Oh, are you, are oh. you like this? Oh, I yeah, hate that. You're fine. All right. I also so, sit to the side. So. You're fine. Um, Dame, uh, <laughs> thank you for your work today. It was good to hang out with you yesterday. Good to see you and uh, great first show back. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, Kristen, as, as people on the live stream know right now, they are just looking at just at you. Yes. You're and welcome. This is how I make you uncomfortable. All right, everybody. Stay getting money. <laughs>